Season 1, Episode 14. On this podcast episode, we continue to move through the developmental outcomes. Today, we are going to be looking at one of the six areas of ability, physical health. Let's go ahead and get started. Have you ever felt that we are losing young people to the world around them and that they have already chosen to walk away from Jesus without even knowing him? And did you know that all young people are at risk for something? That's why I want to welcome you to the Jesus is my hashtag podcast, where positive youth development and youth ministry intersect. I'm your host, Deb Schroeder. Join me weekly for encouragement, resources, and strategies to assist you in helping young people make Jesus their hashtag. In episode seven, I began outlining what the 12 fundamental youth development outcomes are. I broke down the difference between aspects of identity and areas of ability. And then I proceeded to go through all six aspects of identity in episodes eight through 13. Now, if you've missed any of those episodes, this would be a good time to stop and go back and listen to them before we continue to move on. As a reminder, the Advancing Youth Development Curriculum defines areas of ability this way. Young people demonstrate ability when they gain knowledge, skills, and attitudes that prepare them for adulthood. These are the tools they will need to make choices today and throughout their lives. As I reach back into our youth development toolbox, our first area of ability we are focusing on is physical health. The Advancing Youth Development Curriculum defines physical health as the ability and motivation to act in ways that best ensure current and future physical health for self and for others. So often, just the words physical health can make us think of exercise and diet. But this outcome for young people is about having an ability and a motivation or a desire to make choices that ensure their physical health as well as the health of others. In fact, for a young person to truly be able to develop this outcome, they need to know what physical health looks like and why it is important. It's that why that will tie into their motivation. So what does physical health look like for a young person? Historically, healthy youth or successful youth will be defined as avoiding the following, drugs and alcohol, early sexual behaviors and activities, self-harm, poor eating habits that lead to disorders such as anorexia and bulimia. Would you agree with those things? Yes, I want my teens to avoid these things as well. But if you look at these answers, they are a deficit approach versus a developmental one. And I've talked about this before. Remember, just because a teenager doesn't drink and do drugs, doesn't have sex, doesn't harm themselves, doesn't experience an eating disorder, it doesn't mean that they are developing physical health. When we talk about development, it is not merely an absence of something. No, it is an intentional approach to building knowledge, skills, and attitudes. As we move forward today in this podcast, we are going to look at physical health from a youth development perspective. First and foremost, for young people to really be able to develop physical health, they need to have a foundation, a basic understanding upon which to build. And I'm not just talking about sex education programs or programs that promote saying no to drugs and alcohol. Bottom line, young people need to have a general understanding of how the body works and what it needs. Most often, this education comes in our science or health classes throughout the school systems. 
And while this foundation is important, the key piece of this is that youth need to see why physical health should matter to them. If youth don't see the connection between physical health today, why it's important, and how it will impact their future, they are not going to make it a priority to focus on. Youth also need to know that physical health does include some type of physical activity and movement. For many youth, this may take place in athletic activities or sports teams. In fact, communities often promote sports for youth because it is one way to get kids moving and to be physically active. But not all young people participate in sports activities. We need to help them create habits for physical activity that can be separate from competition and sports teams. In a 2015 report by Common Sense Media, the average teen reported spending more than seven hours a day on a screen. This screen might be a phone, a gaming system, a tablet, or their computer. But think about that, more than seven hours a day. And for most, this time didn't even include schoolwork. So when we think about getting teens to be physically active, one of our greatest challenges has become technology. And as an adult, I know how quickly and easily I can lose time on my phone without even planning to. It stands to reason then that youth are experiencing this same phenomenon of not really knowing how much time they are actually online. We will address technology and the impacts it has on overall youth development throughout future episodes. But I wanted to mention it here, because when you think about how a young person spends their time, one of our time wasters actually plays into them being less physically active. Youth also need to understand that physical health does include sleep. Since a teenager's body is growing during adolescence, they do need sleep. According to the American Academy of Sleep Medicine, a teenager needs between 8 to 10 hours of sleep at night. However, the average teen gets less than 8 hours of sleep. This lack of sleep affects their physical health in that it impacts their mood, their ability to focus, their memory, and their attention. Youth need to learn and understand that mental health is also impacted by physical health. While I know this personally for my own self, I have seen it time and time again play out in our young people's lives. In my own home, I've watched my oldest son experience depression. The more he sat in his room and the less physically active he became, the more his depression increased and the less focused he was. He not only wasn't physically active at times, he had no motivation to become physically active. It was a vicious cycle. As a youth worker, it is important to talk about how being physically active can positively impact anxiety, depression, and mental focus. Just in case you're wondering, I do want you to know that I have my son's permission to talk about this on the podcast today. And youth need to have access to healthy nutrition. I spend lots of time reminding my own kids that they need to stay hydrated because it affects their brain development and their ability to stay focused. It can help remove some of the brain fog that we experience at times. We can also help young people to understand the importance of eating regular meals and making healthier food choices. And as a youth worker, we can do this by thinking about the types of foods and snacks that we might offer to young people in our programming. And as a parent, we can think about what types of food we keep in our home. Having a balance of healthy and unhealthy options is important. Again, I'm not talking about strict dieting and limiting our kids because the reality is they are going to at some point most likely eat junk food. We need to help them learn what a healthy balance is. 
And we also need to address how drugs and alcohol can affect a young person's body. I think one of the best ways that we can do this is by asking young people to imagine what they want in their future, a job, a family, a house, all of those things. And then we can talk about how the abuse of substances can affect those things. Not surprisingly, as youth make choices based on their knowledge of what is healthy for their body, it promotes activity and it promotes more health. Young people get more involved and they get more engaged. And as they see healthy rewards for themselves, they are more likely to continue with these same healthier behaviors. It also impacts how they interact with others. As youth focus on their own health and start to feel better, they begin to worry about the health of others. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't mention one challenge that often can happen during adolescence. At some point, many youth will develop this idea that they're invincible, that they're infallible. Yes, they hear what we're telling them, what the schools are teaching them, but they don't believe that it applies to them, or they simply decide to ignore it. They see themselves as young and healthy. They're not focusing on laying a foundation for physical health throughout adolescence and into adulthood. This is in part why they are more likely to take risks. Many youth simply believe that they have time to worry about health later on. Many would rather live in the moment and experience immediate satisfaction and reward. Despite this, they still need to be engaged in developing physical health. So how do we engage young people in developing physical health? I'm going to share four things to focus on. Number one, educate versus lecture. I've already shared that young people need a basic grounding of some health knowledge. The school systems tend to offer this and families should be doing so as well. But we do know that doesn't always happen and young people don't always consume the knowledge that we'd like them to take in. But as a youth worker, we can also be tuned into this with our young people. Asking questions about activity, sleep, taking care of oneself should be a part of what we do. And when we see an area where a young person is struggling, we can help them get connected to the right information and the right resources. Number two, provide opportunities for physical activity. This is going to look different based upon the specific role in which you play. As a parent, I can create ways that we move as a family and create different physical activity and outlets. As a teacher, I might have to be intentional about creating a lesson plan that allows for space and time to get a class up and moving. As a youth pastor or as a youth volunteer, I can plan activities that will get kids out of their seats and not just sitting and always discussing a topic. The key here is to be creative and intentional about encouraging physical activity with young people. We also need to realize that we should have diversity and variety in our activities. We don't want to provide only sports-related activities for our youth. This will limit engagement, and it doesn't show a breadth of options that really incorporate what being physically healthy is about. We want young people to see this and experience this now as a young person so it translates into their future. Number three, remember to model. We have the opportunity to model what health looks like. As someone who doesn't always make the best food choices or best exercise choices, I know that I need to be honest about that with the young people in my life. I can tell them how when I do make different choices, it shifts how I feel physically. I can even share what I am doing to make healthy changes and promote physical health in my own life. This makes me real and it creates an opportunity to invite young people to set their own goals like I have. 
then as you set goals, we can follow up with them, we can encourage them, and we can help to teach them what accountability looks like. Number four, help young people see the value and reward in choosing to develop physical health. There's a lot of ways that we can do this. We can celebrate their victories. We can notice the changes that we see in them. We can acknowledge those changes. And we can share real stories and life examples of people who are making healthy choices. There are even times it's appropriate and important to share real life stories of people who have chosen unhealthy choices as a way for young people to decide for themselves what choices they want to make in their life. Growing up as a teen, I had a natural opportunity to watch unhealthy choices unfold. I watched my own sister battle drug addiction and a slew of other behaviors that were fueled by her addiction. I saw the fallout in terms of more than just physical health. It affected relationships, opportunities, self-esteem, and behaviors. To this day, I still see residual effects. It left such an incredible picture in my mind that I developed strong opinions as a teenager about what healthy was going to look like for me. A word of caution, if you do connect youth with someone who has made unhealthy choices, make sure that your young people are developmentally ready and mature to hear the story. And make sure that you've set limits and boundaries for the person who is sharing their story. As we look at the definition of physical health one more time, I want to point out how this all connects to the motivation for young people to develop physical health. And although every young person will define what physical health looks like for them personally and a little differently, they are all going to need to make the connection about why physical health is important. Without that connection, they will lack the motivation to grow in this area both today and tomorrow. And if they don't develop this outcome, we know that it's going to impact them long term. Remember, I'm not talking about a workout and strict food regimen here. We are talking about being aware of what our bodies need to be healthy. And as a youth worker, we have an opportunity to help young people figure out what that looks like. Now, let's put physical health back in our toolbox for today. Throughout the next week, I want to challenge you to think about how you can engage your young people in this area. In thinking about physical health and all that I have shared today, I imagine it could be easy to feel like I've given you even more to know and even more to do than you already had before. I promise I'm not asking you to become an expert in absolutely everything. Really, I just want you to become more aware of knowing what all young people need to transition throughout adolescence and into adulthood. When we have that knowledge as a youth worker, it frames the way in which we view young people, how we engage with them, and how we help them move forward. In future episodes, we are going to talk about services, opportunities, and supports. These things will be key in helping young people access what they need to be successful. You are just one person, and how you leverage these other things is going to help create a stronger network to encourage healthy development of the young people in your life. Remember, though, you are a huge part of what all young people need. You are a caring adult who keeps on showing up. Don't underestimate your value or your worth. I hope you'll join me next week because we will be reaching back into our youth development toolbox to start talking about mental health. In our current world, I know this is a topic that we cannot afford to skip over. Hey there, fellow youth workers. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember what Matthew 937 tells us, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. In other words, Keep showing up and 
keep caring.